Hi, I'm Jackie Jones and welcome to my podcast, Living Life Being Human, the number one podcast for anxiety, stress and mental health support. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of my latest podcast episodes. And if you get any value from this podcast, please support me by leaving a review. It really does help me out and it motivates me to keep making these podcasts. You can connect with me on social media at Jackie Jones Coaching and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get weekly videos all around anxiety, stress and mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi and welcome to this next episode on the Living Life Being Human podcast and I'm Jackie Jones. I'm not sure whether people know who listen to this podcast or are watching this video because this podcast is an audio of a video that I'm doing that you can find on my YouTube channel. But along with the psychotherapy side of things, I also work a lot with parents and children. Um, I have a Facebook group called Parent Plus, which is Parent Hyphen Plus. If you type in Parent Plus, you get a loan company, which isn't very good. We don't want one of those. Um, so I thought I would dedicate this next month to um, parenting and little snippets of things that I picked up along the way. I'm a parent to three children. I did suffer from postnatal depression with all three of them and it got progressively worse. Um, yeah, maybe I should have stopped at one, but I wouldn't have my wonderful other children. So one of the things that I learned quite early on um, in my psychotherapy training was something that was um, written by a wonderful woman called Pam Levin. And it's from her Cycles of Power. And it's a user's guide to the seven seasons of life, which sounds a bit woo-woo, but there's a wonderful structure in it about the psychological development that we all go through as human beings. So it kind of links into the the title of this podcast, which is Living Life Being Human. These are stages that we have all been through, but we can kind of put a structure to them. And that for me, when I'm talking with parents, helps parents normalize certain behavior. As a parent, we take on an awful lot of responsibility for, for what our child is doing and how they are being and their responses and reactions to things. You know, I've, I've been a parent as well as observe other parents in well-known supermarkets where a child is having an utter complete meltdown in the aisle and we all have had those looks of well ranging from disgust to pity from the people that walk past us the things that they're displaying and doing are perfectly normal and you know to be on the receiving end of it it can be quite difficult as a parent but I just I just want to talk through some stages of psychological development that hopefully might make you as a parent feel a little bit more confident that what you're doing is, is okay. And for me, that's, that's what all that we can do. There's a, a, a big gray area in the middle of parenting for me. Um, there's overindulgence at one end where we can wrap our children in bubble wrap and protect them from the world out there, particularly with what's going on at the moment with COVID. You know, we, we try to protect them from the news and the reality of the situation and all sorts of things, as well as giving them lots of material things and doing everything for them, which is what we want to do as parents. We want to meet our children's needs 100%. But that can border on overindulgence. And then there's neglect on the other side. Um, 
which is is not is not good parenting there's no two ways about it i was a foster carer for 13 years and you know i saw some of the the results of that other end of the extreme i personally go for middle of the road parenting it's kind of like a motorway with three lanes you, we don't want to go off the verges at either end we we want to stick on the middle road and that's that's good enough parenting the motto at parent plus is you know i'm not a perfect parent and i'm perfectly aware that i'm not parent i have messed up with my children more than one occasion if you speak to my eldest and speak to my youngest they will both say that you know i've not got it right either end of the spectrum and there's a lot of guilt sometimes around that but underlying all of that i have to say to myself that i did the best that i could with what i had available at that moment so you, you know one of the things i often talk about with parents so where are you right now what's going on for you right now i know for me dependence on my mood dictates my reaction and response to certain things that particularly my youngest who's now 16 does he becomes a philosopher when it's bedtime he wants to talk to me about the world and what's happening and talk about his innermost feelings and all that sort of stuff purely and simply as a delaying tactic about going to bed sometimes i buy into it and we'll have a conversation and everything's fine other times it's like you're taking the mick just come on it's bedtime off your trot that's got nothing to do with his behavior because he's doing the same thing on both those occasions but it's got everything to do with where my head is where my state of mind is and how i re respond and react to what he's doing so just bear that in mind we can't you know all those age-old sayings we can't give from an empty cup you know we need to recharge our battery there's a reason why we need to put our oxygen mask on first if a plane is going down i apologize if anybody has a fear but we need to save ourselves in order to save other people and it's kind of like that with parenting we need to to look after ourselves so that we can support and help and validate and nurture and do all those wonderful things with our children so yeah just it's okay to be selfish sometimes and to prioritize ourselves. pick your battles we don't need to jump on everything that our children do particularly at the moment with what's going on and dependent on the age of your child if you've got a teenager i'm a parent of a teenager it's hard we're, we're just I've, I've just done a, a talk with somebody else and I, i'm not clock watching but as i do this it's half past two in the afternoon at 10 past four he is officially off self-isolation from school because i got the email at 10 past four last thursday that that he needed to self-isolate so it's been tough homeschooling working from home being a parent being a educationer but doing all these things for two weeks it's been it's been difficult um but we've survived and we've got through so this is the, the first of a series of probably four or five podcasts where i'm just going to be exploring parenting um from a psychological point of view and hopefully you will get something from this but underlying all of this is where are you in that relationship I've said it before in the past, and I will say it again, that I do believe that we are 50% responsible for every interaction that we have, whether that's with a shopkeeper or a taxi driver or our children or our partner. 
we can't take all the responsibility for that communication and we can't give them all the responsibility for it either it's a 50 50 thing so just bear that in mind um when you're feeling inundated <laughs> with things from your children you you are playing a part in that communication it's not just them that's doing things at you we are a participant in that communication so going back to pam levin's ages and stages i'm gonna cover the first two on this podcast and then i will do the other ones next week so you need to keep watching all of these that's quite sneaky i mean if you want the full story you have to listen to the whole month so anyway the first one is not to six months that's stage one and that's the being stage so that's that's when we're first born that's when we're we're itty bitty babies a blank canvas and everything is wonderful so at that age you are deciding to be and to live and that might sound a little bit strange that we actually have a decision to make in that um but this is to do with transactional analysis. This is just one modality and one theory within that. So you can agree or disagree. That's absolutely fine. I find it just fits with my, my logical side of my brain. Um, one of the other developmental needs is to call out and to have your needs met. As a foster carer, I've, I've met and been, I was a nursery nurse as well. So I've worked in, in nurseries and worked in the baby room and all that sort of stuff. So I've experienced not just my own children, but other people's children. And ha I've experienced children that, that cry when they're hungry. I've experienced children that cry when they hurt themselves or they need something. I've also experienced children that don't cry that fall over and just look and get up and carry on walking why is that what what's that about we start making decisions from a very early age surprisingly enough so uh, between the ages of naught to six months we're, we're starting to learn to cry out to get our needs met and dependent on the response that we get we might do something different we might stop crying we might cry louder. We might throw things out of a pram. We try lots of different things to get our needs met. And that's the start of us deciding how life is going to be for us. And that's, that's quite a shocking thing to actually say out loud. We also learn to trust and expect to have our needs met. So when we cry as a baby and mum or dad or our main caregiver comes, we learn to trust that when I cry, somebody will come. When I need something, there will be somebody there for us. So that's, that's quite an important thing for us as we're growing up. The other thing that I love about all of this is that we can replay this being stage at different times in our life. So if we're tired or we're hurt or we're feeling vulnerable or ill, or at times where there's rapid change going on, we go back to that being stage where we need somebody to meet our needs. I'm not sure whether, even as a 54 year old, if I'm not well, I wanna curl up on the couch and have somebody make me a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And if I just go, oh, I want somebody to come and give me what I need. So I can go back to that being stage as a 54 year old woman in order to get my needs met. So. It's not like we go through this once and then that's it, done and dusted, I've got it all sorted. A new day at work, in your first day of employment in a new place, you don't know where anything is. 
So you need to trust that those people will help you find the canteen, the toilet, the fridge, the printer, whatever it is. So we go back and we might feel vulnerable. We might feel like we need others to meet our needs at that particular time. So this is sort of the thing that I'm going to be doing over the next series of these podcasts is to just explore the ages and stages psychologically, um, how it can impact on us, what we can do. If we understand that we recycle these things um, and that this is part of being a human being, maybe we won't be quite so hard on ourselves. That's, that's my aim. So going on to stage two, which is the doing stage, which is between six to 18 months. If there are any parents out there, you might relate this to a child that you have in your care at the moment or when your children were that age. So between six and 18 months, you might have started taking them to mother and toddler groups or little groups in the library and things like that. So, you know, at this age, they're starting to trust other people. They're starting to learn that the world is a safe and wonderful place. They're starting to explore, to be creative and you know, notice their senses. They might stop eating certain foods that they've always loved because suddenly they don't like the taste and they're and spitting it out and those sorts of things. They also learn to get support in order to get their needs met. If you imagine a little child at a nursery or a playgroup situation, they go off and explore and hit another child and pinch a toy off them, whatever it is that they're doing. But they'll keep you know checking back to see whether you're still there whether you're still in the same seat they might even come back and want to sit and a cuddle and a bit of reassurance and then they jump back off your knee and they go again they're starting to separate out from us as parents and understand that actually i can do things for myself i can be creative and explore and you know twist and turn things and throw things and see what reaction i get from the people around so it's, it's a wonderful stage between six and 18 months where they're just starting to, to exert their personalities a little bit, maybe. You might notice that they're a little bit withdrawn around new people, that they aren't as trusting of everybody. You might have a child that literally will go to anybody in the room. <laughs> if mum's not there, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I'll just go to this person instead. These are decisions that they've made as a little person we don't make them make decisions. What we do is encourage certain choices and discourage other ones as parents may be. But ultimately, I made my own decisions at that age and so did my children. So that's that's the interesting part of, of things. Um, the other side that I do feel like I need to touch on, um, even though this is just an exploration of one modality, is that you might get triggered by certain things that come up for you that happened when you were that age, if you're a parent of a child or if you're around a child that is displaying certain things. It might remind you of something that you went through at that age. So again, it's just really important that you, you are compassionate and kind and nurturing to yourself when you are exploring these ages and stages from Pam Levin. Right, so I'm going to stop this now. The next episode, we will go on to talk about the thinking stage, which is 18 to three years, and the identity stage, which is three to six years. And then there will be another couple after that, and we'll see how far we go with this. So I hope you've um, 
you've understood that. I hope I've not inundated you with too much information. And I hope you will join me on the next podcast episode talking about aging stages. Take care.